You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Bengals fans are amazing. They're resilient, they're tough, but they're fun. And I'm I'm really excited to hopefully meet a lot, a lot more of you. Isaac has the big game. Then we became a real balanced offense for the playoff run, which I thought was really important. He put on the greatest route running exhibition I have ever seen in my life. He was he was football 24-7, and that was the greatest part of, of Chad. Times at times the early part i would tell him when we were throwing deep passes i said don't wait too long you know because i'm gonna get away if you ain't gonna have the arm to get there so you know i want to run to the ball you know well it looks like duke's in the waiting room i don't want to keep duke waiting he gave us a very limited amount of time i know he's a busy busy man duke what's going on big dog how you doing buddy jim how are you man thanks for having me on yeah i'm real busy i'm sitting on my porch yeah well hey I'll have a little drink going on there. You know, Joe Burrow has played in big games his entire life, and I would think he will be a steady hand at the at the, at the bow of the ship. And uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they take him all the way to the Super Bowl. I really wouldn't. Do it. Live from the Betfred Studios in Greater Cincinnati, it's time for Bengal Jim and Friends, brought to you by Cincinnati's Chili, Gold Star Chili. And without further ado, here's Jimmy. Tom, what's up, baby? Hey, a big show tonight, guys. We've got uh, Brian Bosarge, friend of the show, has been on with us probably the third year in a row, I think, Tom. Uh, if you want draft information and draft insight, this guy right here is your man. I know a lot of you guys probably follow him, but if not, you're going to enjoy talking to him tonight. Uh, so we'll have him on so about 8.30. We'll get him on here in another minute or two. At 8.30, we got the merchandise manager for the Cincinnati Bengals Pro Shop, Monty Montague. So get your questions ready. You, if you want to know what's coming, when, the, the best-selling jerseys, how the T. Higgins jerseys are going, um, be ready to, to, to ask Monty any questions you want here around 8.30. Before we bring uh, Brian on, I want to get a couple things out of the way real quick. Guys, jungle to the hall three uh, every day uh this thing is getting bigger and bigger uh we have firmed up i think we're up to 16 different players now uh we just added icky woods uh max montoya uh and a few other ones here uh just today and um guys we were talking about if the weather's decent down there we we could potentially have five to seven thousand people down there celebrating our bengal legend so down at the banks in the um 
the comment section. I did put a link in there if you could RSVP. Uh, we expect thousands of people down there, uh, but make sure you RSVP to that for that. Uh, we're going to have tons of giveaways. Um, Bengal Bids is going to be down there, but 1 to 2 o'clock will be a DJ uh, having some fun. DJ Trub, who tail, who, uh, DJ is our tailgate, will be down there. 2 to 3 o'clock is our program. We focus on our Bengal legends that should be in the Hall of Fame, primarily focusing on Willie Anderson and Ken Anderson, uh, but we'll talk about all of our guys. But those, those guys will be in attendance. And then from 3 to 4 o'clock is going to be an autograph session with the guys. So this is turning into – Basically a Bengal block party uh, at this point, a Bengal mini mini fest. Tom, it's going to be a hell of a hell of a lot of fun. It is. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun, and it's time perfect in the season uh, where we none of us can. We all can't wait for the season to start, and uh, we're tired of a very long off season and getting ready for training camp just around the corner from there. One thing to add for tonight's show, and I haven't even mentioned this to Jimmy. I've been in deep negotiations, and either this week or next week at about eight fifty five. We're going to have a very special guest on, uh, somebody that's been uh, actually special to the show since even before I was on. So uh, hope hope you can stay tuned. Like I said, he's couldn't commit 100%, but he's hoping to be on tonight, and if not tonight, uh, next week. So we'll look forward to that. And uh, a lot of viewer participation is needed tonight, not just eight, be ready with your questions for Brian, uh, but also for Monty. So uh, we've had a lot of anticipation, a lot of social media comments during the week. Looking forward to these two guests. So it's going to be a great night. Yep. Yep. And, and real quick, one more thing uh, about the Ken Riley Hall of Fame induction up at, uh, up in Canton for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, everybody, August 5th. Uh, there's a link in the uh, chat area, the comment section as well. Uh, if you haven't purchased a ticket for that induction ceremony, you got to get them quickly. Use use promo code Ken Riley Fan. Uh, these things are almost gone. And I'm not just talking gone our block for Bengal fans, but the entire induction ceremony is going to be sold out soon. So make sure you grab a ticket uh, and support uh, Ken Riley. Uh, as, as hard as everybody has fought, the Bengals organization, uh, Jeff Hobson, uh, you as fans helped uh, in this cause as well. It's important that we show out up there. Right now, it looks like we're going to have a really good crowd up there. But if you're thinking about it, make a decision quickly because these tickets will be gone soon. So let's get this get to it. We don't want to leave Brian waiting any longer. I don't care what uh, platform you're watching on, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, make sure you type in any questions you want about the draft, what you think. I don't care what the question is. Throw, we'll throw it out to Brian. Uh, we'll get to as many as we possibly can. But let's go ahead and – Tom, go ahead and welcome uh, Brian to the show here. Brian, welcome again. For everybody that doesn't know, NFL Draft Countdown uh, was one of the leading spots on the Internet to go for draft information. And then Brian uh, partnered up with somebody, and they got in and – now it's even better. It is the place to go. Uh, these two guys and their team do a great job year-round getting you ready for the uh, for the next draft. And, uh, Brian, we've got a really good problem, again, and that is we draft really late. And, and to go with that, we've got a roster that we don't really desperately need anything. We don't have to take anything in the first round. But – we also need a lot of things. We need a lot of depth. We need a lot of some youth. And, uh, you know, where do you see, as you read the tea leaves, where do you see it being good for the Bengals at number 28? Well, I wish it was 31, but, you know, 
that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, this was a lot easier uh, the first time I came on the show with you guys when it was basically just between Jamar Chase and Penny Sewell was who we were choosing from. And now, you know, it's the board can go so many different ways. And it just really you want to see what position run goes in front of the Bengals. And I think right, right around the 21-22 spot, you'll start to see a certain – position clump start going ahead of you and you know it's like then that takes that off the board because then you're not getting the value so it really just depends on who's going to fall is it going to be a tight end is that is that what we're going to look at could be a corner could be you know interior defensive line could be an edge rusher i think those are the four spots offensive tackle of course depending on you know, if, if, if one of those guys falls, I, I think the guy that makes the most sense will not fall is a guy we've talked about, you know, on here before, Darnell Wright. I, I think that ship has sailed, fellas. Uh, I don't I don't think we're uh, we're getting him at 28. And then there's the altogether possibility of just there's a lot of the same stuff there. We can get it eight picks later. Let's move out of the first round, pick up an extra fourth round pick. That's what I want to do. And I got my final Bengals mock draft will be going up on draft countdown uh, on this upcoming Saturday. And spoiler alert for everybody that's going to read it. I've got the Bengals trading down twice in this in, in that draft, picking up more Ooh. picks, uh, including moving out of the first round. So everybody will have to see what they're moving down for when it comes out on Saturday. Hey, Brian, you know, that's it's interesting. I was I was talking to talking in uh, social media, communicating with a guy who, who covers the Bengals is very well respected. And he put it better than anybody else, because I, I kept thinking they're going to miss something. They're going to miss one of these position groups that they need, even though they they go by their board, best player available. They just don't have enough. And he said, you know, by the time they pick in the fourth round, he said, I think they're going to need five things. And, and something's they're going to miss out on something, either a tight end or a running back or a corner or an edge or that offensive lineman they need for depth. Um, but, yeah, and that's we've been hearing about that more and more. You know, the hope is who is going to be there in those first five, six picks of the second round to want to give up a four and move up. And it won't be the Steelers. No. No, it's gonna it's gonna be somebody wanting to come up to maybe maybe Kalijah Cansey is is the is the apple of somebody's eye and they want to move up. You know, I, I don't think he fits what the Bengals want to do, and I've heard his name, you know, linked to them a lot. But I can't this the short arms and, and such of that nature. I think is is just so against everything they've ever done in the draft that tells us what they'll do. Like I said, I think corner has become a de facto spot that that they could really look at because, you know, everybody's like, well, why do they need to draft cornerback four? And I think Joe Goodberry said it the other day, cornerback four for them entering the season last year played 1,100 snaps during last season because of the injury to Wouzier. And because of the injury to Wouzier coming off the ACL, you know, maybe he needs a little bit more time you know, to, to come back from that. And he's entering the final year of his contract. So similar to last year when you drafted Jesse Bates replacement with Dax Hill in the first round, you could be drafting uh, Chidobie Awuzie's uh, replacement in, in the first round this year. And a guy I really like there, despite his 166-pound frame, is Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State, who's got some of the best ball skills of any corner in this draft, had three pick sixes for a uh, last year's had six in his career. 
So it's it's insane his ball skills and uh, you know if you watch his tape in the run game, he doesn't play like he's 166 pounds. He plays like he's a 230 pound linebacker coming up and run support. So and that's good to see for a guy. He's not scared uh, to get hit w- with it with his slight frame and it is slight. He's frail. Yeah, I tell I tell you what, Brian. I, yeah, I, I see. Uh, I'm looking at all the mock drafts. I'm not going to get into my questions at all. There are so many questions right now in the draft in the in the uh, comment. I'm just going to throw a couple of them out here. Uh, Augie uh, mentions here. You mentioned moving back in a draft. Do you see any any other reasons or scenarios where we move up uh, in the draft early? And the first, if if he's speaking in the first round, no, because that just doesn't happen. It's happened what once, and that was 1995. Kajana, you know, was that the Kajana? That was Kajana, if I'm not mistaken. That's the only time they've moved up in the first round. Maybe ever. I, I don't know for sure, but it feels like that feels right. I don't see that happening. Um, I, I don't because you're asked you would be then asking them to part with draft picks, uh, of which they need more, right? Because like you said, there's you get in that fourth round, you've made four picks, but you've got five spots you want to pick. So if you get that extra pick by moving back. You know, then you could uh, maybe you know get 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 all five spots that you want. I don't see moving up uh, as being a likely option now. Maybe like they did last year in the second round, because I think I think if I'm not mistaken, they moved up a few spots to get uh, Cam Taylor Britt, and then they I believe they also did the same thing with Tyson Anderson, maybe in or was it Cordell Volson? I'm not. I can't remember. They moved up again, like in the fourth or fifth round to move up and get a guy they like. So I think maybe in the later rounds, yes, first round, no. Yeah, it, it, it is funny. You know, all the mock drafts you're looking at, I'm seeing more and more um, cornerbacks popping up on, on these mock drafts than I had seen previous. Or you just mentioned uh, you wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Um, you know, I know you just threw out a name, but uh, Deontay Banks, cornerback Maryland, is that somebody that's feasible potentially dropping to them at that point? It totally depends on if we see a run at some of the other spots, like like maybe edge guys start going off, maybe the tight ends start popping off before we come on the board, and then you could see somebody like Deontay Banks get down. But man, if you can get his speed and upside to fall to twenty eight, that would be awesome. Four three one speed. Uh, I think he's still. I don't think he's reached his potential as a player either. Um, there was sometimes on tape where I was maybe. I was a little more enamored with his uh, teammate, who I think could be an option uh, for the Bengals in the third or fourth round, Jacorion Bennett. Uh, but Banks has got that tremendous upside there and maybe not ready to – maybe cornerback four first season is great for him, you know, and then he takes over the cornerback one role later. Yep. It's so um, – scenario, Bengals draft, Kincaid and Mayer on the board. Is it as easy as a decision for you as it is for me? We're taking Mayer if that happens? I think Mayor's tight end one on my board. I'll say that Kincaid is tight end two. So it, it depends. I think if you want to transform the offense like into a vertical threat down the seam, I think Kincaid is your guy. Uh, if you want to have a tight end that is not a liability as a blocker as well, which if you look at some of I uh, heard on another podcast earlier this week, a lot of the Bengals' run game problems last year stem from the tight ends getting blowed up at the line and, you know, them failing to make the play. I think Mayer fixes that. Uh, I think he's one of the better blocking tight ends, especially of the guys that will go 
go up high. I think he's one of the better ones there. But, you know, a lot of people question his athletic uh, athleticism and his speed. I don't. He creates his own separation. You see it on tape. He was basically a one-man show at Notre Dame. So I would I would love him at pick 28. Uh, if he's already gone and Kincaid is the choice, I'm good with that too. And to a lesser extent, you could talk me into Darnell Washington from Georgia as well uh, if a lot of the other uh, positions are gone. And Brian, something interesting, I believe Dalton Kincaid was in town this week and took a took a physical for the Bengals and passed. Uh, you know, for those that have, have kind of, you know, stomped on the Bengals taking a tight end, you know, one, the Bengals don't take tight ends in the first round. No, Tyler Eifert was in the first round. In fact, they had him ranked so was top seven or eight. Jermaine Gresham. Jermaine you go back to the 70s, one we probably want to forget, Mike Cobb, who uh, was with the team for one year and didn't even catch a pass. But, you know, they, they will do it if, if they think he's the guy to help them. And the other thing is with, with Kincaid, I know that the health concerns, especially with his back, you have to remember the year they drafted Jermaine Gresham. There was another tight end who had first-round talent that teams stayed away from because he had a, a bad back. They were terrified of his medicals. But Rob Gronkowski, you know, turned out pretty good. Yeah, well, we're not saying Kincaid is Rob Gronkowski. Let's let's not say that. But he offers, like I said, he he can transform the middle of the field passing game for the Bengals in a way that I don't think any of the other top tight end prospects can. Uh, so it, it's something to keep in mind if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, interesting. As you, I, I might, we're going to go ahead and get to this now. I knew this. There's tons of comments on this right now. So. Um, Interesting situation right now, Cincinnati Bengals running back uh, position here. And I, I do feel they will be drafting a running back in round two or three. That's just me. Uh, I feel pretty strongly about this. But kind of give us your your take, what you're hearing, and, and uh, what might happen here at the running back position during the draft. History tells us they will draft a running back in round two, right? That seems to be the, the round they do it. Mixon, Dylan, um, uh, Kenny Irons, maybe we shouldn't bring up him. But, you know, it, it seems to be the round that they like to draft those running backs. And I love the idea of trading out of 28, moving back into that top five or six picks and drafting Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Alabama. We talked earlier about how Kincaid would transform your offense there's not going to be a more transformative running back outside of B. John Robinson, which if he falls to 28, all bets are off then, right? Because then then, then maybe that's the, the, the route you go. But Jameer Gibbs as a passing threat out of the backfield, all those we saw last year what Mixon ended up with 60-plus catches, you know, little dump-off passes because teams were taking away the deep ball, right? They were a lot of cover, too. So Joe had to start checking down a lot, and Mixon would take those checkdowns. P. Ryan would take those checkdowns, but not explosive. That's not what you would get with Jameer Gibbs. You would get the explosive play with the checkdown pass. He's he tries as a pass blocker. He's not there yet. Uh, not to say he can't be, but he is a little undersized. Hundred ninety seven pounds. A lot of a lot of comparisons in his game to um, oh, what's the the. Anyway, I also heard comparisons to Jamal Alvin Kamara was the one I was trying to come up with. He gets a lot of comparisons to Kamara, but I've also heard some people compare him to Jamal Charles, 
as a running back prospect, which I think would be an excellent fit. I think, like I said, for the way this offense is going, I think Jameer Gibbs an excellent fit. Now, if we don't end up doing that and come back later with a running back, I think Zach Charbonnet uh, is a carbon clone of what we have with Joe Mixon right now. Uh, I think Tajay Spears from Tulane would be an upgrade on the team as well. And if you're looking for a home run hitting back in the second, third round, I love Devin Achain from Texas A&M as well. So there's some running backs to be had in that second, third round area. Uh, maybe later Israel Banacanda from Pitt is a guy I like on this team. So the there, there are running backs to be had in the second, third, even into the fourth round. If you want to wait that long, you can get a guy. So – it's 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 there. Interesting, interesting. I, I'm I'm very intrigued. I know we draft late. It's a long night that first night, uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting where they this uh, tight this uh, running back uh, flushes out at as far as where we where we draft them. This is one I can't give you a heads up on, and you roll your eyes at me, Brian. Uh, but we got to talk about it. So um, there is a lot of word about the Bengals actually drafting a punter that they're not happy with with Drew. Christmas at all. Uh, talk to us, Brian. Come on. They're drafting one win. No. <laughs> just 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 say just say no to drafting a punter. Uh no. If they were to trade down maybe once, maybe a couple of times, and you pick up an extra sixth or seventh round pick, mm-hmm. okay, fine. You know, that uh, but let's look at the best punter. There was what three punters drafted last year. And the best one was undrafted free agent Ryan Stonehouse out of Colorado State. I think he made the Pro Bowl as a rookie for Tennessee. Or maybe that was two years. I don't remember when it was. But, you know, undrafted free agent, I think, route is the, you know, you can get a guy there. Uh, If if a punter goes in the seventh round, so be it. Let another team do it. Just get your guy. But, yeah, bring in a guy. Bring in a veteran. Look at the USFL and – XFL going right now. Maybe one of them guys is punting the lights out or something. You know, bring in one of them guys in camp too. Bring three or four of them. I don't care. Just don't draft one. There's a you can draft somebody else and, and do better for the team. So you're saying if they get one, it'd be a free agent pickup of some kind, or uh, I, 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 that's what something. I would do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Go hey, ahead, Tom. Brian. Uh, one of the things you know in the history of this franchise. Well, we've had some fantastic front seven. The closest we've had to a true game wrecker on defense on the front seven is Geno Atkins, who in a few years will be, be going up into the Hall of Fame. But, you know, in terms of just absolutely wrecking a defense, somebody that can get to the passer, destroy another team's passing game, do you see the chance of anybody out there falling to 28 or anybody out there that nobody's talking about being available in the second round that could come in and fill that job for us, you know, really, really putting the fear of God in the opposition that he's going to hit our quarterback. Well, I mean, when Geno Atkins was drafted, I don't think we all anticipated that we were going to have that fear of God defensive interior defensive lineman wreaking havoc either. Uh, There is one guy that I don't think he's a pure defensive tackle, uh, but could be available at 60. Uh, could be available. You know, maybe, maybe he's a target at 28, depending on what happens. But I really liked him at the Senior Bowl, and he had one of the best combines I've ever seen for a player his size. And that's Northwestern's Atatomiwa Atabourie. 6'1", 
284 pounder, but ran a 44940 at 289 pounds and had per PFF had one of the best pass rush win rates of any of the uh, defensive ends, defense tackles in this class. So he's a guy that I like him more than Kalijah Cansey. If 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 you're if you're making the pick, he has also three inch longer arms than Cansey does. He's you know he's built like a dude that like on third downs, you know maybe he's he's outside, you know on second first and second down, you bring him down inside, put him next to Sam Hubbard on the inside with Osai and Hendrickson on the outside, and that that's fun. You know, let them rush and let the guys seven cover. I have to admit, I didn't watch any Northwestern football last year. Nobody else did. Don't feel bad. Um, yeah. So, you know, I haven't bring, I've, I've read the reports on him. But if you could say his name again, if the Bengals do pick him in the first round, we're going to have Monty, who runs the Bengals pro shop on him just a little bit. Monty's going to have to print jerseys with his last name on them. And Jimmy will be the first guy down there to buy one. So if you could just say his name one more time, Monty may not come on now, Jimmy, but – so yeah, say his name scared one more time. Adi Tamiwa Adaborie. Is he? He acts like if you act like you pronounced it correctly. You act like you knew what you were talking about. I'm going to believe you. If somebody else pronounces it differently, it's on them. I'm just saying. Well, let me say let me say this. Uh, I did the radio broadcast for the Senior Bowl this year, and he was slated to play in the game. I was thankful that he ended up opting out of the game because of an injury late in the week. And we were just pre- we were just preparing to call him Double A on the radio broadcast. Um, Dan Dan Horde will be able to handle it. Jeff's saying that's a, a lot of vowels. I don't know if they had that many vowels in the, for the jerseys uh, to do that jersey. I'm just saying. Uh, so hey, we got to we got to talk about Brian. This is a little bit of draft question here, but let's. I, I just any any insight uh, Jonah Williams uh, drama. You know, as we seek here, as everybody is been talking. I don't need to go into the detail. Everybody that's watching knows about this. But what are you hearing, if anything, uh, about the Jonah Williams situation and likelihood if one of these uh, stud defense or right tackles drop to the Bengals in 28? Is that something they would jump on? This is where I feel about it with the situation. If the if if the Bengals draft an offensive tackle in the first or second round, Jonah Williams is off this team by the, the end of day three. They'll they'll move him for whatever kind of pick they can get to whoever takes the contract just to clear the 12 and a half million. If they don't draft an offensive tackle in the first two rounds, Jonah Williams is a starting right tackle for Cincinnati Bengals in week one. That's, that's, there you go. I I have no inside information. I don't know anybody. I'm not cool like that. That's just pure T speculation because I'm sorry, you're not going to not get paid 12 and a half million, right? Good point. Good point. James, keep going. I'm sorry, I said James. Tom, keep going, buddy. No, well, I was I was going to say or 34 million if you're a quarterback. You know, you're not going <laughs> to not going to turn down 34 million if you're a, you're a quarterback. No, no you are not. <laughs> so, uh, hey, uh, Brian, uh, go, go ahead, go ahead, Tom. Yeah, you got it. Just looking at looking at the Bengals' depth chart. Is there, you know, if we have a hit. The sky is falling anytime any anybody gets hurt. Is there a particular position group that you look at and say, you know what? They really, really, by, by the time we go to bed Friday night, if, you know, after the third round, they really need a guy in that position group. They've got to add another tight end uh, b- before day three. B- before day three starts. Now, I feel like they have to have at least one 
And I think they need to draft another one on day three. Maybe in the seventh round, maybe a dart throw on one of these freak athletes is still on the board. I I can't go into day I can't go into week one with a tight end room that may play six games combined. And that's kind of what you've got with Irv Smith Jr. If he's healthy for 16 games, that's going to be great because I think his talent is there. Uh, Drew Sample hasn't played a lick, worth a lick in four years. He's been here. They bring him back on a one-year deal, coming off an injury, doesn't doesn't really move the needle for me. Uh, I think they're good at the linebacker position. We mentioned uh, I think they want to add another defensive end, potentially another defensive tackle. Uh, they've got some depth there right now. Uh, more so at defensive end than defensive tackle. And I just feel like they need some more, uh, you know, if nothing else, more competition on the interior of the offensive line. So, I mean, you, your starters are there, but we saw what happened once, you know, you lost Karras and you lost – not Karras. Yeah, no, not Karras. Uh, Kappa, you know, and, and, and you know, you, you needed another guy to step up. They didn't have that. Mike Sharping, you know, was a, a – cast off guy that they, they, they could use more depth there as well and I think you know I, I don't know I wish we would have saw more out of Tyson Anderson as a rookie I wish we could have got to see him play I loved him as, as an athlete I think as a big safety a box safety I think he has value to the team but I really wish I just could have saw anything to make me feel better about him as a player last year yeah interesting so so Brian I Thanks for being with us, man. We got a few more things we want to run by you, but again, everybody that's viewing right now, uh, don't forget to throw. We got a bunch of questions we've already hit on, a lot of duplicates in there. But Brian, give us—I uh, don't know—just uh, put you on the spot here a little bit. We—I told you we tried to make up something here to put you on the spot, but uh, give us a surprise. Give us a surprise draft. Somebody that drops uh, that is not expected uh, to drop something to that. If you give us the biggest surprise in the draft as far as somebody dropping, who who will be one or two of those potentials? I think if either of the tight ends drop, Mayer or Kincaid, I, I'll get, that's a mild upset for me. I, I both I have both of those guys in my top twenty overall players. So if either one's available at twenty eight, it's a mild upset. There's a couple of edge rushers I think that if they fall and they're on the board at twenty eight, you run the card up. Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Uh, I've heard. I don't think he will fall, but if he does, four three nine defensive end. He's smaller than what you know we normally see off the edge. But as somebody else pointed out, Anarumo loves uh, having different tools in the tool bag to play with. The main thing about him, Brian, is we got to keep him out of Pittsburgh. Yes, <laughs> I think he's. I don't think he's getting out of the top ten myself. But good <laughs> if, if it happens. But uh, Miles Murphy's the other uh, edge rusher that uh, out of Clemson I think could fall. Uh, he's had some production issues, dealt with some injuries as well this last season. But a former five-star player coming out of high school, uh, all the talent in the world, and he tested when he was finally able to test. Tested really well, and he is like the prototypical like like if you made uh, the Lou Anarumo defensive end in a lab, it would look like Miles Murphy. So if that guy's on the board, would be surprising to me, but somebody I think they would run the card up for. Interesting. Well, Brian, brother, we we really appreciate your time and insight. Uh, we know uh, 
We love you, man. You, you're you a friend of the show now, third year in a row, man. Go ahead, Tom. Hey, man. I'll... Yeah, Jimmy, uh, you're probably getting the same thing. We've got an internal chat from from uh, people that that are regulars on the show. Jimmy's probably getting the same message. And, Brian, it's become a bit of a tradition every time you're on. But uh, we've got somebody who wants to be anonymous. Are there any Syracuse players that might be able to help the Bengals this year that are in the draft? I'm sorry. Uh, well, there's two players. There's really only two uh, that could help the Bengals this year, and that would be if they like Matthew Bergeron, the offensive tackle, as a maybe a reserve. Uh, you draft in the third round. I think that's where he's going to come off the board. Uh, Sean Tucker, the running back. Uh, if they don't take a running back on the first two days, it may be they attack. Uh, he's on the board in the fourth round. Uh, but Garrett Williams intrigues me, their cornerback. I think he was a first-round pick this year if he doesn't tear his ACL in, in October. Um, no testing, obviously, and may not be able to play a whole lot next year. But in the third round, if you haven't taken a corner yet, you could talk me into taking Garrett Williams just as a projection and what you may get uh, for the 2024 season. So that question came from Jeff Hop, Jeff Hobson, James Bank, uh, Coppola from our our show. So all the all the Syracuse guys in Bengals Nation here, uh, just wondering. Brian, you were being very nice. I would say no. Nobody's getting drafted here from Syracuse. That's what we told them. So all three of those guys are going to get drafted. I just you know it's I don't think they're going to go as high as I thought they would have two months ago. Right. Right. Well, Brian, we're, we appreciate you being on. We'll see you again. Right. Uh, draft night. Uh, we'll, we'll be Tom. We'll be announcing some stuff like. Uh, the draft night uh, episode here later, but uh, Brian's been on with each of the past few years uh, for draft night as well. So Brian, we appreciate it, man. Thanks. Kind of just tell everybody where they can find you right now, social media uh, so they can make sure they keep up with you. As always, I'm on Twitter at deep fried draft and uh, go to DraftCountdown.com. We've got daily draft content every single day. Uh, every mock draft we put out going forward is going to be a seven-rounder, including on draft day itself. I'll be releasing the first time I've ever done it, a seven-round mock draft. So looking forward to that. Actually, I'm not looking forward to it, but you, know, you get what I'm saying. Uh, but we'll have a new seven-rounder coming out tomorrow, so everybody check that out. And my final Bengals mock draft will release next Saturday at draftcountdown.com. All right. Brian, thank Make you. sure you guys check it out. Brian, we appreciate it, man. Thanks, big dog. Thanks. Right, thanks, Who guys. Who day, guys? Thanks, man. You heard it from you heard it from Brian. This this is uh, he's always got great insight. So hey, let's go right now. So I like I told everybody earlier in the show we'd have Bron- uh, Monty you the merchandise manager for the Cincinnati Bengals, on here around eight thirty. He's in the waiting room right now. Make sure you get all your questions ready to go. I'll try to uh, keep up with them as much as I can. Monty was very Monty was very gracious coming on uh, with us tonight, but uh, we got some pro shop stuff to talk. Tom, let's bring Monty on the show now. Monty, what's going on, man? Welcome. Hello, everyone. How are we doing tonight? Here, let me see that jacket, Monty. It looks good. Let me see that jacket. It looks, uh, yep. looks, looks very familiar, doesn't it? Yep, yep. I got this in the pro shop. I think Todd charged me uh, 10% more than what he should have, Monty. I need a, I need a refund, but that's all right. Uh, that's all right. He, he deserves a bonus then. <laughs> Jeez, oh, all right. All right, Monty. Hey, we got just a bunch of stuff. We appreciate you being on, man. We get so many questions about the pro shop, man. What's What's going on in, in all these things? I don't even know where to start. Time you want to kick this one off, and and we'll get uh, – there's already questions popping up in here, Monty. We'll, we'll fire those out here in a minute. Well, first thing is I'd like our viewers to help us with is the decision-making process 
for buying a jersey because it isn't just buying a jersey it's an investment uh you know the the quality uh and monty can go over the different different types you can get in different colors and so forth but the player what goes into that decision is it a player you met do you just love how he plays Will you shy away from somebody you're worried about their contract status, anything like that, you know, color, et cetera. But Monty, what is new at the pro shop right now? And what can we be expecting uh, over this month with the draft and in the summer? Yep. No, these, these are certainly very exciting times for us, right? The, uh, the better the team does, the, uh, uh, the bigger my budget gets. So that uh, certainly allows me to, uh, to, uh, uh, you know, take some chances with products and, and bring in a lot of uh, new goods. Uh, and if uh, you've been down to the pro shop or if you haven't, uh, we are delivering more product this spring than we ever have. Um, after, uh, you know, the, the delivery problems that we've all seen over the past couple of years, we uh, decided to take some chances and deliver goods in the spring, making sure that we're covered for summer. Um, so even as, as recently as last summer, we were still seeing some delivery issues. So um, the, the point is, is that we've got a lot of new goods delivering at the pro shop right now. Uh, and some of those goods are uh, draft merchandise, uh, draft caps. We have uh, 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 draft T-shirts to that match up with the draft caps. Um, most everyone should have heard and seen by now that uh, T. Higgins has changed his number from 85 to 5. Uh, we've delivered uh, uh, men's, women's, and youth jerseys so far uh, in select colors with more colors uh, to come. Um, and then just, uh, you know, just a plethora of, uh, of restocking goods in, in hard lines and accessories. So uh, stop by the pro shop. Now you'll, you'll see more than you ever have in the spring. Yeah, it, it's so there's a bunch of questions in here. A lot of them are Jersey related. Uh, mine. Let's go ahead and start okay. popping them up here. So Brandon, Brandon Bradshaw from uh, Port, uh, Port Smith, Ohio, is uh, is there expectation for Orlando Brown uh, Jr. jerseys at any point in the pro shop? Um, so right now, no. Uh, honestly, uh, it, it uh, line jerseys are tough. Um, we, we certainly have minimum numbers that we need to meet to have a jersey produced. They are in uh, the hundreds. Uh, and with that, um, an offense alignment typically is pretty tough for us to sell through those goods in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, I can tell you we do have history uh, going back to the Whitworth days. Uh, we, we were involved in, in carrying his jersey for, uh, for a season, and uh, it, it, it wasn't a fast seller. Uh, believe it or not, it wasn't. So we, we tend to um, uh, tread lightly on uh, offensive line jerseys. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, let's keep going here. Uh, this is you know, tying into the T Higgins. So obviously from 85 to five, uh, somebody's asking, are they going to still be sold or are they going to be discounts? So I'm sure you have a backstock of some jerseys there with 85 T Higgins. Yeah, no, we, we certainly uh, were cognizant of, um, the fact that we that he was going to be changing from 85 to 5. Uh, we knew with a, a good amount of time last year that this was going to be occurring for 23. Um, when we were positive it was going to occur, we stopped all deliveries and canceled all futures. So we sold very few number 85s last year because uh, we did not want to put our consumer, our fan, in a bad position where they had just bought an 85 from us and – um, all of a sudden we were changing numbers. So none in stock. Thank goodness. 
<laughs> so everybody that's watching again, remember, type in some numbers here. We've got Monty for a few more minutes. But Monty, I just it's funny. Ever since the pro shop opened, uh, when it's you know, not too long after the stadium opened, been in there every year uh since the stadium's been there. I know you've been there 23 years, I think you said earlier. Uh, but man, these past two or three years, Monty, I have never in my life seen some of the crowds that I've seen down at the pro shop. Um, my, I'm down there two or three times a week when I take walks with my wife and I take walks, but man, I just tell us, is it going as good as it looks? Because man, the fans have really responded and, and just, they, there was one point I'm going to add to this real quick. There was one point I know, uh, last year that there were boxes coming in out on the floor and your folks were trying to open those boxes and people were waiting by the box for them to come out of the box before they could even get them on the rack. So things look like they're going really well. Yeah, no, 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 no question, Jim. Um, yeah, th these past two years have been our best years ever. No, no surprise. Uh, this past 22 season was our best year ever. Uh, it even beat the, uh, the Super Bowl run that we had. Um, that was because we were well prepared and, and the, the fans had a full year to consume uh, their their Bengals gear, um, so it's been it's been a, a great run. Um, we have been there have been times where we've been trying to to keep up with demand. It's it's you know again the past couple of years have been tough uh, across the globe for deliveries of of everything. Uh, you know obviously Bengals merchandise included, unfortunately. Uh, so there have been times yeah we, we, we where we've pulled stuff uh, up from the warehouse and uh, it's gotten on the floor and. You know, we've sold it straight out of the box. That's, you know, you got to do what you got to do to to make the, the customer happy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, keep going here. Um, I just These are just a lot of quick questions here, I think, for you. AJ from upstate New York is asking, um, did you ever get last year's Ring of Honor banners? Um, uh, no. Um, the supplier, uh, unfortunately, that did them our first Ring of Honor year, uh, two years ago, uh, they went out of business. Uh, so there was no uh, there was no supplier to create that banner for us. Yep, not a problem. Uh, Lisa Morana has a you know uh, she just wants to see more Tommy Bahama Bengals apparel in the shop. She's high maintenance. Uh, Monty, don't even just don't even look at that uh, message there. Uh, Tom, what else you got here? I'm gonna go through the rest of these things. She's well, gonna kill me. Money, and I do know this question because I've already gotten some myself. But can you tell our viewers about you know it's a very big year, a very important year in Bengals history. Ken Riley is finally, finally going into the Hall of Fame. It's so overdue. What do you have now, and what will you be getting to help celebrate that uh, between now and August when he goes in? Yeah, no, uh, that's that's a great question. Uh, we were in contact with the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, shortly after it was announced, um, and we have to work through them uh, because they own the rights to the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame marks. So we were in contact with them shortly thereafter, um, we brought in everything that they did. Uh, it would consist of a couple hats, T-shirts, pins, I think is is what we have in the store. And it's in the store right now. So it's uh, it's available for, for purchase. Yeah, those lapel pins are really, really nice. I did grab a lapel pin down there this past weekend. They look really sharp. I'll be wearing that up to, to Canton uh, that weekend for the induction ceremony. So go, what, what, we appreciate what, the support. Yeah, what can you tell us, Monty, about uh, – I, I mean – we have so many fans that are huge bobblehead, uh, you know, collectors. And I know you've had uh, sporadically bobbleheads coming in. Do you, do you see or plan or know of any bobbleheads you have coming uh, in the near future? Yeah, we, we just delivered um, one Joe Burrow here this past spring. Uh, I don't have it all mapped out uh, here in front of me, but I can tell you uh, that was one of the notes I did make about uh, this this call 
We are delivering a couple of players that we haven't delivered in the past. Uh, T. Higgins in his new number five jersey. We'll have a bobblehead for him. That'll be late summer, early fall. And then we'll do also do a uh, uh, Evan McPherson uh, bobblehead. Uh, again, uh, these are two players that we've never carried uh, before, and we uh, we felt we were in a great position to uh, to expand that that offering. Yep, very cool. Um, Chris asked a, a great question here. Um, I, I know you guys at one point did a lot of autograph signings at the pro shop. Is that something you guys are are really looking to bring back uh, into play here at some point this year? Yeah, no, it, it's it's certainly been a number of years since since we've done that, and. Um, there are uh, reasons within the office uh, that they asked uh, to uh, stop doing those. Uh, I really can't go into the great detail about it, frankly. Um, but no, it's it's probably been five or, or six years at least, and um, there, there's some some reasons that uh, that staff within the office uh, are asking that we we no longer do them. So the 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 whiteouts, uh, the white jerseys uh, and, and helmets and stuff like, how crazy was that? That Thursday night game, prior to that game, people buying, getting their gear for the game that Thursday night whiteout. Those those Thursday night games, uh, if you go back two years, that would have been the first Ring of Honor, uh, I think against Jacksonville, maybe. Um, yep. That was phenomenal. And then you know we thought, well, you can't top that. Well, the white uh, the whiteout Ring of Honor. Uh, Thursday night game was was absolutely bonkers. Uh, we had started selling um, different types of white products in the weeks, if not months, leading up to it, and it all sold through fantastic. And by the end of that, uh, by the end of that game, we were pretty darn clean of all white merchandise uh, that uh, that next Friday morning. Uh, whites, whites, um, it's here to stay. Um, we, we we are certainly cognizant of how well it was received. Uh, on field and with the fans, uh, it, it's sharp, right? It, it's it's just a great look uh, head to toe that our players are wearing. Um, so we will continue to bring in a large amount of, of white merchandise, jerseys, helmets, T-shirts, caps, um, you know, everything uh, like that and in between uh, you'll see from us uh, in, in greater quantities this upcoming year. Monty, when – Certain things come out like you know, my son needed a particular type of sock hat, and you know I had to get it for him, so forth and so on. But a lot of times you guys sell out of the new stuff you get very very quickly, and I know you're only a lot at a certain amount. Is there a way fans can follow you guys on social media to see what is coming out and when it's coming out, and you know and find that out? Yeah, no. So we, we do uh, we do have a Twitter account that uh, I uh, handle. Uh, maybe not as well as I should at times, um, but we're I try and do a real good job of um, of acknowledging a, a bulk questions if someone is asking about T Higgins and White. Um, if I get a lot of those questions, I'll respond with uh, an approximate delivery date for for that product. Or if we've just delivered the the Higgins and White. Um, certainly I will, uh, get that out in social media on our Twitter account, uh, at the Bengals pro shop. Um, as, as soon as it's hit, as soon as it hits the floor. Yeah. And, and your, your folks down there, Monty, again, <clears throat> I think I've told you this privately, but, um, your folks that work down there, man, have been just outstanding. I mean, uh, sometimes when there's a, a store full of people and lions going out the door and people just on them all the time. And they've, they've really handled this thing with flying colors. They've all worked really hard. I know. And 
they've all done really good uh, since I've been going down there. They've all been really good to us, my family, when we come down. Uh, Thank you for sure. There's, there's, there's a lot of people that, that can't make it down to the pro shop. I, I always tell people when they come in town, Monty, um, it's it's so easy to get to the pro shop, man. You just drive on a plaza level. And, you know, there's still people don't understand how easily accessible you guys are. But the people that can't come in from out of town for games and can't make it down to the pro shop, they have the ability to, to order some certain things online as too, uh, as well, right? Well, of course, yeah. Go to Bengals.com and, and go to the shop button. Um, you know, we, we are partnered up with fanatics like many, uh, many NFL teams are and most other leagues are frankly. Um, but we keep a close eye. We, I work with them on a, on a weekly basis to make sure that they are representing uh, our products well, that they are well stocked in the things that we are, uh, selling well in, in the physical brick and mortar store. Um, so yeah, uh, Bengals.com go to shop and, uh, fanatics does a, tremendous job they are the worldwide leader in in this uh in this avenue um we're we're, we're proud to be partnered with them yep yep tom anything else yeah bonnie i just wondering you know in the pro shop when i've been in there a couple of times there's been a couple brushes with greatness do you ever have any ex bangles or even current players that wander in and do, do some christmas shopping or just regular shopping in there Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I hear, uh, from, from my store manager, uh, Todd McGrail, uh, on, on a regular basis, uh, that current players, current coaches, um, you know, Anthony Munoz, uh, Ken Anderson is, is a frequent shopper. Um, yeah. Uh, T Higgins was in the day that, uh, his number five Jersey, uh, was launched in the pro shop. He was in there, uh, bright and early to buy a bunch for his family. So yeah, you know, it, it's not, um, it's not scripted. Uh, and it's uh, not on a regular basis, but yes, uh, uh, you, you, a very good chance that you're going to bump into to some Bengal greatness when you're shopping at the Bengals Pro Shop. Yeah, I know. Yeah, all, the, all, the, all the more reason to get down there. All the more reason to get your butt down to the Pro Shop because you'd be surprised how many times you how many times you run into people. Tom, go well, ahead. I'm sorry. You know, and, and the the other greatness, you know, is is uh, Bengal Jim, right? You, you know, he's down there two or three times a week, so there's a chance you're going to bump into bump into him while you're down there. Exciting. I'm sure that'd get a lot of people down there, Monty. So <laughs> go ahead, Tom. No, no, he, he's good. But uh, so you never know who you're going to see. Your staff is fantastic. Uh, you know, about the only other thing we need is probably the concession stand to be be open in there and we'd, we'd have everything going. But uh, you, if you, know, you sold you, beer in there, Monty, if you sold beer in there, I might be down there more than two or three days a week. Nope, I'm just saying. No, nope, we don't want that. No, nope, uh, we don't want that. <laughs> but uh, I was going to tell a story, Jimmy. Uh, I was downtown uh, for work and uh, stopped over to the pro shop one morning just before they opened. And it happened to be Red's opening day, Red's opening day. And there were 25 people in line to get into the Bengals pro shop. So, and, uh, you know, Monty probably doesn't want to hear this, but the staff actually opened the door about two minutes early. But hey, no, that's um, all right. Todd, as long as we're, as long as we're ready to go, man, we're ready to sell. <laughs> Todd is a rule guy. He goes by the book, but, but, uh, no, but yeah, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's just a phenomenal interest. And, and I think the people inside there really mirror the administration, uh, the, the rest of the front office, uh, professional, cheerful, cordial, informed, 
and they don't even mind talking a little football with you. So it's fantastic. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great to hear guys. So we, we certainly appreciate both of your support. Uh, you know, we, uh, we see what you do, uh, on social media for us and that, that means a lot. And, uh, it's, it's nice to hear that our, our staff is, uh, is treating you as well as you're treating us. So if we have complaints about Todd or something, we can just call you directly. I'm assuming Monty, right? Please do. Please do. <laughs> All right. So last question, we'll leave you this buddy. Um, so it's really cool. I don't think some people don't understand. It's not just jerseys and T-shirts and hoodies and clothing articles, but you guys have some really unique things that are outside that that realm right there. So talk about some of those other things you guys have down there. It's not just T-shirts, hats, and jerseys. You've got a bunch of other unique things as well. Yeah, well, you know, certainly we, we, we try to cover – Every uh, item that's available in, in, in Bengals that's being offered right outside of uh, T-shirts, jerseys, fleece, uh, you know, and ball caps. Uh, we talked about bobbles already. That that certainly is a staple for us. Um, you know, there there are, um, you know, pets, pet supplies. Right. You know, pets is a big category for us. There's there's banners, there's pennants, um, um, you know, there's glassware. Um, you know, we, you know, there's, there's tailgate stuff, right. Uh, there's footballs, uh, there's plush toys. Uh, <laughs> we, we like to think we, we've got, uh, you know, we've got something for, for everybody when they come down to see us. Yep. Yep. And, and they, and if they're season ticket holders, right, there's discounts for season ticket holders. Yeah, yeah certainly it, it depends upon where your, your seats are. Uh, but it's, uh, 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 up to, uh, up to 15%, uh, for, uh, for season ticket members. Nice. Nice. I just Money. got a message from my wife. We're grant our grandparents, uh, going to have two under the age of two here very shortly wow. baby outfits. And in fact, very, very, very small Joe Burrow, uh, Evan McPherson and chase jerseys. Yep. Well, uh, I, I can tell you that uh, newborn burrow rompers is is a, is a thing. And uh, come come the fall, we, we should we should be in stock. But other other than that, though, we, we've got uh, we've got newborn and infant creepers in stock now. That's awesome. It's awesome. Well, Monty, we, we appreciate everything, man. You guys have done a great job for many, many years. And uh um, it's been a lot of fun watching uh, everything grow and expand down there. You guys have done a hell of a job, but we appreciate it, man. And everybody that's watching right now, if you get down there, make sure you treat those employees well. They, they do a lot of crazy stuff down there, and uh, they got to work for Monty. So, you know, God bless them. They got to work for this guy right here. But uh, Monty's been around a long time, does a hell of a job down at the pro shop. But, Monty, we appreciate you being with us, buddy. It really, really means a lot to us. Thanks. Thanks for your support, and uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks, yeah, we appreciate Good it, buddy. Good day, man. Take care, we'll see you down there, buddy. Yep. So I didn't realize this, Tom. That was the first time he's done one of these, he said. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time he's been on with us. But, uh, you know, I always right after the draft, how quick they have to get those new. Uh, is it the first three rounds or just the first round jersey they get? I, I, I don't know. I thought it was the first three, but I could be could wrong. Could have um, asked him. But, but yeah, yeah they're, they're always been, you know, nuts, crazy busy right then. But. Uh, it's been tough to keep stuff on the, you know, on the floor. They've been things have been flying off the shelves. The way it, it, it is so it's funny. It's a good problem. It is have. so funny. It is so funny though. Some of the requests you hear from some fans, like asking for like jerseys of some backup player that they like for some reason. It's like 
no, sorry, we don't get those in. But, man, I tell you what, they uh, got a lot of good jerseys down there. Uh, I've seen all the T. Higgins jerseys out there on the wall. So, uh, actually, Andrea is saying the jerseys last year, the only one they got in for uh, was the first-round pick. I think that was Dak, Dak Hill, right? Uh, that was the only jersey that, that, that came in. So, well, Tom, anything else to add to the the uh, Monty's comments there? I thought he was – I mean, that was – yeah, I mean, no, he, he, just, was, uh, he was phenomenal. It was a lot of fun. We will have him back. Absolutely. Good stuff. Let's go ahead and kick it right here. Let's find it and see if I can find it real quick because I'm real slow finding these damn things right now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. This is the two-minute warning. <laughs> Tony the Tiger, yeah, baby. Kick us off. Well, uh, Jungle to the Hall gets closer and closer. Uh, sort of like free agency, the, the free agency frenzy. We just keep signing Bengals legends uh, more and more to come. So please lock in, come down and visit us that day. These guys deserve our support. And, uh, you know, the voters need to know how desperately right it is that Ken Anderson and Willie Anderson, you know, Chad Johnson, Isaac Curtis, Lamar Paris, all belong in the Hall of Fame. And we're going to have a little twist this year, too, as we, we add somebody else. But not only will we be pushing these guys, we'll be celebrating Ken Riley. So please uh, get on. Uh, Jimmy will be posting fairly early next week. Uh, we'll have a really good episode next week as we our final episode before the draft. Announce it. Announce it. Give it to him. Let's go. Who we got next week, Tom? Tell me. <laughs> Bob Johnson. But we, yeah, Bob, I, I thought you meant the other one. The original Bengal draft pick will be on, and we'll have another big announcement with uh, another guest we'll have out after Bob. But yes, Bob Johnson, we've wanted him on since the show started, and we finally got him to agree. And what better week than to have the Bengals' first draft pick ever on than draft week? How cool is that, man? That's going to be awesome to have Bob Johnson on. So, um, and actually, uh, Paul Blanton's asking this question. I'm going to read these attendees right now. Guys, I'm going to tell you, we have some other major surprises coming here with this. Um, but right now, these are confirmed, locked in, coming to the jungle, to the hall. But we're going to have Dan Hoare, Jeff Hobson, and, and Dave Lapham emceeing the event with myself, Tom, and James. Um, and then we got former players, David Fulcher, Joe Kelly, Ken Riley II is going to be coming in town, Ken Anderson, Jim Breach, Solomon Wilcox, Glenn Bushnock, Max Montoya, Icky Woods, and I have about another 10 to 15 names I'm just waiting to get confirmation on, guys. This is going to be a Bengals block party June 10th down at the banks. I'm telling you, RSVP uh, on the link that I sent on uh, the comment section, and it's on all of our social media platforms. RSVP to that thing. It is just – it's going to be crazy, Tom. Jimmy, Jimmy, can we confirm yet anybody with the last name of Anderson coming? Ken Anderson will be there. Uh, there's – um, there's another Willie, there's another Anderson coming, uh, but I, I have to wait on one more thing to confirm that, but there's a pretty damn good chance Willie's going to be there too, Tom. So. <laughs> but uh, there's some, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to tell you, there are some really big names that we expect to be there that I can't throw out right now, but I'm telling you, it is going to be a festival. We're going to have uh, the Entire Banks area, we, we're going to have a bunch of shops set up uh, selling Bengal merch and drawing prizes, and Bengal Bids is going to be there. Uh, Cincy Shirts, it is going to be crazy. It's going to be so fun down there. So um, 
And remember, we're making this, we're turning, we're, we're expanding what we're doing with this jungle to the hall, but nothing is going to take away from our focus on what that day is and what it has been for three years now. It's focusing not just local media attention on our Bengal legends that should be in the Hall of Fame, uh, not just locally, but nationally. That is the goal to get national conversations stirred around this. That hashtag jungle to the hall on social media. Uh, when we start going to social media platform, posting things about this event, we want you guys to use that jungle to the hall. Uh, there are people nationally following that. And that's what we're trying to do here. Exactly what we did two years ago and last year, stir that national conversation around players like Willie Anderson, Ken Anderson. Uh, those two are our main focus, but we're going to be talking about um, Max Montoya, Isaac Curtis, Lamar, uh, Lamar, Lamar Parrish, uh, Corey Dillon, Chad Johnson. And I, I think we're probably going to throw one more since we uh, – of the Bengals' great eight, one is going in, Ken Riley. We're going to replace that seventh, uh, that eighth one after he goes. And we got another play that we will announce at a later time. Uh, Tom and I will announce – uh, it is going to be a massive Bengal tailgate block party, but the main focus is going to be um, those legends, and that's what we want to celebrate. And I'm going to tell you something right now, guys. We also got confirmation that we're going to be using the Jumbotron on the Red Stadium. So we're going to have some videos and some things going on at Jumbotron. It is going to be a great day. The only thing I'm concerned about, there is no plan B for the weather. So – Fingers and toes crossed, uh, you know, for for good weather that day. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of people. Just keep keep your eye on that. Uh, you know, we'll keep updating every few days once we get other players that confirm a hundred percent. It's going to be a good day in in, in Cincinnati that day. I you think guys, we can also ahead, confirm that uh, after Jungle to the Hall, there's a celebration uptown at uh, TQL Stadium. Yeah, uh, actually, we will have tickets to give away for that evening's beer fest, Cincy Beer Fest. Uh, events uh, and it is at TQL Stadium and that evening we literally, me, Tom, James all of us have been organizing this, Tony everybody, we're going to be going straight from the jungle to the hall, after we get everything cleaned up we're literally heading over to TQL, Tom you're going with us, we're making you come with us, come on Tom may be there but we're we going to head up there, we're going to be giving away some tickets that day at the event for uh, Cincy Beer Fest and if you've never been to a Cincy Beer Fest before, I'm telling you June 17th, there's another beer fest down at Great American Ballpark. It's called Cincy something something. They're not from Cincinnati. They're from Los Angeles. If you want a real beer fest from a Cincinnati locally owned company, you go to TQL Stadium with Cincy Beer Fest. Our buddies, uh, Matt King and, and Craig Johnson, the owners of that company, uh, you meet these guys at our tailgate every week during the season as well. But we hope to see you guys not only at uh, Jungle to the Hall, but we'll see you down at TQL for some uh, beer fest that evening. And both, and you know, particularly Jungle to the Hall, it isn't just for people that you know have known us or knows Jimmy from his tailgates. We want Bengal fans from all over, from all over the globe, even Canada, uh, to to come down and visit with us and and show the support that our legends deserve. So you know, no matter where you tailgate, no matter where you sit in the stadium, even if you can't come to the games physically, come down, relax, talk football and celebrate, you know, some of the best Bengal legends and Bengal people you can. Tom, we lost your sound for some reason. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Can't hear you. Sorry, Tom. We lost your volume for some reason. So, well, guys, look, we appreciate it. Uh, I think somebody's asking in there, uh, was asking a question. Since these shirts we're working with right now, they will probably be down there with a pop-up uh, tent down there. 
but we're working on Jungle to the Hall 3 t-shirts, but we're trying to figure out if we're going to do pre-order or uh, do we print a bunch of them up front and bring them down there. So we're working through some of the details on that right now. But um, look, we appreciate everybody's support. You guys have been awesome supporting these players, uh, these legends that their legacy should be protected in the Hall of Fame. And you guys have made, you guys have been a factor in helping Ken Riley get into the Hall of Fame. You guys have worked your butts off. You guys did letter writing campaigns, um, social media stuff you guys have been doing, staying positive and not blasting some of those voters. So keep it going. Keep it going. And, uh, man, I can't wait till June 10th. We're going to have a lot of fun down there, guys. And uh, until next week, man, we'll see you then. We'll see you next week. Bob Johnson, the number one, the first draft pick in Cincinnati Bengal history. Tom and I have been three years, two and a half years, trying to get Bob Johnson, and we got him. So uh, Bob Johnson will be with us next week, and we will also be talking some more draft stuff for you as well. We love you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. Good day, everybody.